0: Oh, hello, humans. Um, humans on planet Earth, eight six seven five three zero nine, um, and not just Spotify. Not this time. That was last time. No, this is to the uh, Homo sapiens sapien crowd. The um, might look like a. Um, Mbuti Warrior from the rainforest of, uh, where do they live? Kenya? Where are the Mbutis? I don't remember now. Anyway, don't hold me to where Mbuti Warrior location on planet Earth, eight six seven five three zero nine is. I just know that they are one groovy looking collection of Homo sapiens sapiens, just like every other collection of Homo sapiens sapiens. Well, except for when we get up to some of our shenanigans and not-so-fun schemes. That's when we can be not as much fun as an Mbuti Warrior clan. But otherwise, yeah, almost all of us, at all times, are Mbuti Warrior-terrific. So would that be Mbuti Warrior-rific? No, that's too much tongue laziness for one... What time is it? 109 in the morning on the 31st of May, that'd be 2023, so here I got roughly 23 hours left of the month, and boy, have I not done much in May, I mean, well, according to, what, like, uh, the Protestants and their work ethic, I don't, uh, well, no, but I worked hard in May, really. Like, effort-wise, probably one of my better months this year. But, it's, uh, and it's not, it's not me I'm worried about. I'm, (laughs) I am so center of the uh, Pyramid of Giza triangle energy that I'm at a loss for words. And, being here, well, again, it's what's got me worried about you, because I know most of you, if not almost all of you, if not all of you, are not here. And actually, I don't know. I do know some of you are here. I have, I have run into some, uh, some elevated, transcendent uh, entities in the last month. For the first time though, and, and I mean for the first time, and they're just random interactions. These are just signals from the universe that they're out there. So there's no uh, <clears throat> connectivity in that capacity yet, though it is imminent. It's just, um, it's the rest of you. And, I, and by that, I mean 99.999999999999999999. 36 6 percent of you, are concerning me. And for various reasons, it's not all bad, it's not all good, it's not all in the middle, it's just a whole lot of what it is. And <clears throat> I don't want to be the kind of person who would project upon thee problems you're not actually enduring, or situations you're not actually suffering, or um, potential solutions to concerns you don't even have. So, I keep my mouth shut for the most part. I don't say much. I don't tell you what I see when I look upon thee. I just think, when will you learn to love yourself as much as you should? For the most part. That's my my overwhelming thought whenever I look at another human. But... When I uh, have more depth, time, and consideration of my fellow human to indulge, I will often come back with even deeper thoughts than that one. And lately, by lately I mean, what, we'll call it less than 100 hours, but more than 30. Um, Lately, I've been a little panicky about how lack of preparation you are as a group uh, when it comes to the uh, the revelations about the nefarious activities that are coming. And and I'm not saying I have it all. I'm, I'm strictly talking about what the COVID reality is. And those... Pfizer internal memo docs, whatever, that doc set of (laughs) ridiculous, gigantic proportion that the diligent staff of, I think, 3,000 journalists, whoever tackled it, tackled it with the sort of zeal that they uncovered the story that ruins your life. Well, and this was months ago, so hopefully everyone's caught up. Um, And if you're not, well, the... The facts are we we have, we have some some. Uh, some uh, James Bond fucking level bad guys run around, doing their thing, and um, that's got to stop, and it's got to stop, immediately, because, it is. A combustible enough situation, that outcomes other than just stop. Uh, assess and move forward are going to have perilous uh, pathways pulling people precariously Perch it. perched perched oh, I don't have another P word I mean I do, polite um, if we don't just keep this simple and understand that this moment what it really offers is not an opportunity to, um, to wash our hands of the filth. No. Although it does offer that. It does, it does. No, it is more that for once enough enlightened, concerned, compassionate, properly soul-aligned people will be doing the reset. Like... It's a chance to get it right. A huge chance to get it right. Now, <clears throat> I know I'm an optimist. And I know y'all are pessimists. And I know uh, if anyone's listening to this, you probably think I'm nuts. But the downfall of America, at a minimum, is here. It's We're living it. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, they are also uh, currently engaged in a 21st century level of attack from within uh, that is being orchestrated by China and Israel. So, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. But, if you think America in the last 25 years has done anything but trip over her own untied shoelaces, or constantly slip in the urine puddle, he peed on the floor. It's just as if we don't even care anymore. We're just trying to maintain enough to die. Nobody has a plan. Nobody wants it to get worse, but nobody knows how to make it better. So if we could just quit having crises mass shootings and uh, economic catastrophes, along with foreclosures and loss of job and loss of industry and infrastructure fall down and our faith in the media and our trust in government. I mean, it's, it's not like there's uh, some lightboarding we could do about what we've got as concerns as a group when it comes to our performance as a country. Yeah, but here's the best part. Uh, The crooks, and I'll just call them crooks, and hey, I'm a crook. You guys, literally, I'm not saying I'm coming after you. I just am saying you got to stop. No more. And it's going to be tough because you're so used to grifting, off the American taxpayers' back and the generosity of a printing press that won't stop when it comes to dollar-dollar bills, yo. Well, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's this late in the game. Why the fuck would you want to come clean? Why the fuck do you want anything other than to watch the anarchy completely take over and just disintegrate what's left of humanity, right? I mean, it's kind of the plan you've had the whole time. I've always been above this, so when it goes nuclear, I can't wait to watch how bright it explodes. Okay. Uh, see, I can relate to that. I, I get you. I get where you're at. And, <clears throat> and yet, here's the thing. I also know that in that position of smug it, arrogant ascension in your own mind only, you live with so much doubt that your life ever had purpose or will or means anything even right now. Kids, if you have them, and they don't hate you, might be the saving grace to keep you from being contaminated in that life of largesse at the physical point. It's so easy to look around and think other people are not doing the great wonderful job that you are when they look like they have less or <clears throat> fewer hmm, att- attainments? atonements. Uh, Well, this part's awkward because I don't talk well for the favorites. I don't speak the game of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% and all their favors very well. I wouldn't be able to live with myself in that capacity. Now, I would, I guess, be willing to give it a try and prove myself here that no uh, yachts, Lamborghinis, and truffles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner are not mine thing. But it's not that I couldn't get used to the opulence. It's not that I couldn't ah, find myself bathing in golden bathtubs of luxury, as long as I was sans Trump. But if your whole world is consumed with that level of presentation, of comparison, of always thinking there's something in the room that you need to go get to feel fulfilled. Now, people will say, well, that's just being driven. If you don't have drive to keep doing stuff and acquiring and achieving, then go watch your Scooby-Doo video game console play itself for all I care. Because I'm not here for the comedy. I'm strictly here for the things and achievements and hot babes. And see, that's the thing. I don't know what category of collector you are, whether it's moments in the sun or ships in the yard or women in the bed. But if your goal in life is to find fulfillment of your soul through the achievement of mastering the physical space in the sort of of back-of-the-seat airplane magazine capacity. It just, it's pretty. It's certainly going to give you certain points of view about things and leave you woefully un- hmm, disinterested in many other things, and sheltered though you'll be, worldly you'll be too, you'll just be that odd conundrum of somebody whose life was mostly worthless. Because what part of you really expanded and challenged yourself while you were here this time? Once you've started down, hmm, Opulence, row, whatever you want to call the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Once you decide to take that train, well then it's just a matter of how much of the commodity in play can you acquire, assemble, and present to the universe to prove your worth. That's what you'll end up turning around, looking at, realizing it didn't mean anything. But, I'm not wishing that future on you. I'm just uh, having lived that life a few times. A little bit more aware of where it ends up than maybe some of you trying it for the first time. So, um, if you're here doing the um, overwhelmed, not enough time, too many jobs... Can't find the right job. Can't find the right relationship. Can't find the right fucking Chinese restaurant takeout that's fast and ready when I get there. Whatever your static of life is, that sort of nervous energy of barely getting through your day, but tomorrow is just going to be another run at another... Hope it doesn't get worse. But you don't have enough time to react to things. You're you're just... You're just barely holding on. There's no me time. There's no me selfish time. There's no me selfishly masturbating for the eighth time today time. And I'm not saying that that's the barometer on which we should gauge whether or not you're getting enough privacy. But if you aren't balancing out the amount of energy you're giving to the universe just to keep your sanity and lifestyle intact... With a whole lot of decompression me time. For every five hours worked, I probably need at least two hours to fuck around. And I would uh, I would say that that's once and if I do it again, well then not only do, does that need to be the last five of the day, but I also need to fuck around and do something fuck aroundy at the end of that five. And if I'm in a position where I have to work another five, like, fucking A, man, I am burning through whatever oil I can find because I'm that far behind. Well, A, uh, I give myself a quick uh, lashing of, well, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why are we acting like it's uh, goddamn graduate school? And then um, ensure that I... A, don't do not smoke weed before I go to sleep. B, that I don't smoke weed when I get up. And C, that I set three alarms. <clears throat> or whatever I need to make sure I get up. Because if I'm burning myself out on energy, sooner or later I'm going to oversleep. And this used to be a regular occurrence. I used to oversleep more than I would get up. But I haven't done it for a long time. And I did it to my dad yesterday. On a tennis date? Oh, I felt so bad. But let's just say that I think he uh, had been in that situation once or twice before. Maybe not for a long time, but it was kind of funny that I didn't wake up until after 12. It was 12.04 when I fucking looked at the clock. And I I was so disoriented. I'm like, oh, my God, is it midnight? What? No, I went to bed at 11. It's daylight. What? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Uh, And I'm set an alarm. I mean, ugh. So, don't worry about me, because I'm getting all the sleep I could use, and then some. So I'm obviously relaxed. But those of you who are just... You're being pulled every direction. You don't have... You don't have a break coming. There's not something that's going to ease the pressure. It's only going to get worse. And so I really worry about you, because you're barely holding your shit together now. And it's not going to take much for that to teeter-totter into, well, (laughs) I mean, if it's going to go like this, then I tell you this, I'm not going to be holding my shit together for long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you won't be alone. I mean, you're a big group. There's a lot of you. There's, what, most of you. Um, yeah. And this, this isn't a, Uh, position that you have uh, unfortunately landed yourself in because of your lack of initiative and proper pursuit of the credentials necessary to be in a more chilled out relaxed Um, hmm who's chilled out and relaxed these days? that's a hard one to come by Yogi Bear? Is he? does he exist anymore? Alright so rather than thinking about um, what the next three to six years are going to mean for you. Um, let's get to the last category. <clears throat> and there aren't a lot of you left, but you're the ones I'm worried about the most. You're the humans who, well, actually, I don't know how many of you are left. Your, your bubble is so just, um, what, the sidebar of the USA Today kind of thing. You're like the... Uh, you like the um the uh 2 minute uh thing at the end of 60 minutes that just kind of helps everybody get back to uh ready for work tomorrow kind of mode um in other words you're the you're the group who um still is Trying to find out when the next booster shot is, because you don't know if you've set up that appointment with your doctor yet, and you want to be sure to get that appointment on the calendar so you can get that booster shot. And you are, um, you are the ones I worry about the most because uh, it it it's been. Uh, a shift for a while now, but it's been gradual. So if you're this far behind, I just, everything that used to be the way it was is no longer that way. And we're, we're looking at a complete rebuild of the American tradition. I'm not saying it's been lost because I think most of us still know what it is. It's just no longer really intact in the institutions that serve us today. And uh, that's just, in my opinion, a little bit of letting the hens uh, uh, get cozy with the other hens because all these hens don't have a fox outside to watch them. So there's nobody at all seeing what the hens are up to. And the hens have been up to some heinous shit. So, now that we know hens get like this, well, what we're going to do with them, I don't know. My instinct is to forgive them all, to show them kindness, to help them provide us some understanding for what the fuck they were up to. I don't know if that's going to be your plan, and since this is a group thing where we're all going to kind of have to get together and figure out how to best get this thing done, well... My voice is my voice, but my cooperation is here to be guaranteed for the betterment of all of us. And I think those of us who've been waiting for some of the nonsense to finally come to call are ready for the same level of commitment. We all want to see a better world. We're all tired of the reckless political scheming that dominates every transaction that happens in America now we're just better than this and those who decided to turn it into a carnival of take 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 what what are you saying no that's not my hand in the cash register that's my okay it's my hand but at least I'm only stealing the hundreds I didn't take the fives I left those for you Okay, I'll take the fives. Um, If if we're not going to forgive, well, then what are we going to do? Seriously, what are we going to (laughs) do? So that's, again, why forgiveness, to me, is the only option out. And if we're going to save the soul of humanity, that's how it gets done. It does not get done through retribution and Punishment. It isn't up to us now to levy out some sort of squaring it up with the rest of them because your life has been stunted by chicanery, lies, and manipulation. Okay. So you're in a position to say, well, that's fucking bullshit. I'm not putting up with this. Right, 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 right. We'll just get it and... Got to get this stuff done. No more, no more. But we did put up with it. It's been put it up with it. And the point to me is, yeah, the craziest of the crazies got really, really crazy this time. But if humanity wants to be the humanity of the humanities, well, at some point, that comes with a full purging of guilt, shame, and transgression through blanket forgiveness of ourselves and what we put ourselves into, that we could react in ways that were so distant from our best humanity. This is a culmination of life lived squirrely. But life lived in grace and communal love? Well, it's just a decision to start living that way. And I say... Because I really believe that every single person who fell victim to the schemes of this physical reality didn't want to. They may have actually chosen it, but they didn't want that. They didn't show up hoping to step on other people on their way up a ladder of self-delusion that led them to some epiphany of... ah. Everything I did, I fucked up. And those of us who enjoy the flip side of that, the moment of realizing how our simple yet purposefully dedicated, directed life of one cause, one accomplishment, one meaningful journey of self-discovery, whatever... It is that you were able to get done, you appreciate. Whatever it is that you had enough energy to try but didn't succeed at this time around, well, let that enthusiasm carry over to your next life. It's not a journey of getting it all done in one run. It's a journey of allowing yourself enough of the expansion outside yourself And inspection within yourself to give your soul enough experience of both to grow. I don't want to spend my entire life chasing new social connections. But right now, with very few friends, it's time to go out and be very social and make some new friends. So as your life gives you new challenges, you just face them. And the challenge that we're going to face as a humanity in this next, in the next decade, it, it, it will be, and, and unfortunately this isn't even hyperbole, it will be the greatest challenge to overcome humanity as we know it and document it in our history has ever faced. The best part of that is we're equipped to succeed. So, I'm worried about you, because I don't know how much preparation or even cognizance is in your head regarding all of this. Now that I see some of you clearly tuned in, I'm wondering, okay, why am I not seeing more fervor here? I don't know. So, accountability, the... Uh, cohesion of structure that society builds because of it. We've been missing that, and the amount of hmm, of grift, the the what tyranny has stolen from the treasury is ridiculous. There's so much money missing and unaccounted for that if we could just organize our structural economy and budget going forward with half of the monies that are missing, well, we could could solve a lot of the internal problems of our country, as well as a lot of our international concerns, as well as a lot of other people's concerns, because that's how much we're getting robbed from within. And... Once you start setting up all that stuff in the 60s and 70s, and it filters into the 90s, and no one's catching you in the aughts, and pretty soon, you're just like, shit's been running 45 years. Do you know how much money we've siphoned off that tap? Billions. Trillions. The kinds of dollars that, when I was a kid, only showed up in Warner Brothers cartoons are now real and in the pockets of about nine people. So... As everything in your expectation of how it's all supposed to be secure and work out and stay its course so that day-to-day life doesn't get too crazy that we might socially fall apart, okay, yeah, those days are coming. And I'm not being a, an alarmist. I'm just, hey, if, the, if all of a sudden, again, it's hard to get toilet paper, well, don't freak out. Learn other options. Become resourceful. Be the kind of human you were meant to be. The one who doesn't panic in the face of challenge, but rises to it. If anything, I'm worried about. It's that you've never been asked to do as much as you're going to be asked to do soon. Now, I have all the faith I've ever had in the generation behind me. I really do think you're the ones that are going to solve the universe. But my generation, the one in front doesn't matter. My generation and the half one in between, well, I don't think we're liable to uh, to lose our cool in the moment because all of us, I think, at some level have been enduring this revelation. This dark play of manipulation for long enough that when the re- when the reveal is here, well, it'll feel more like, oh my God, that feels good. No wonder everything's been so fucked up for so long. Fucking assholes. At least now I know why. But... For the rest of you, the younger crowd, the column thirty somethings and under, let's call them thirty-three somethings and under, y'all are about to think there's just no point. Why am I here? What am I even doing? This is this is not what I signed up for. This is so fucking ridiculous. I don't even want to get on TikTok. And explain myself. Because it's too ridiculous. I don't even want to eat. I don't want to do anything. I've lost all motivation. Because you assholes sucked it out of my life. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, welcome to adulthood. And second of all, um, right. You're going to feel the biggest shock. You're going to feel the most disruption. And frankly, you're going to be asked to do the most work. But, coming out of that, you get to be the generation that set the foundation for the future of the successful America in the kind of ways that your grandchildren will just keep wanting to hear that one more story about that thing about that other place. You're going to live the kind of life that we do sign up for. The one that has all of the challenges and adversity imaginable, but every goddamn tool and personnel staffed and ready to go to face that, fix it, and rise above it. A life filled with moments that are worthy to capture forever on video so that Old people like me can look up on our phone and go, Oh my God, look what the young people are doing. Oh my God, that's so awesome. It's like, oh, it's like what I would have done if I was their age. But I was too busy smoking weed and talking to myself. Galaxy S4. Hmm, I could have ended it there. But I hate ending on stupid voices. So, um, how about I give you my... Tiger Woods joke oh did I just ruin it by saying Tiger Woods I think I did there's see, There's there's these small lessons you learn about how to craft a joke and telling the punchline accidentally before you start the joke is usually a killer um so how about alright I'll give you my Dane Cook sex joke and I only say Dane Cook because well obviously there's a story um <clears throat> and oh, it's not really a joke. It's more like Dane Cook style. So, the worst place I ever had sex, bar none. Well, is it bar none? I guess it is. Because um, I, I was I was meeting somebody who I knew was out with her ex-roommate, and they'd never messed around. Well, who cares if they messed around? I don't have any idea. There was no romantic entanglement According to her, but clearly he was in love with her, or at least was uh, somewhat pining away for the opportunity to think that they were a couple of future possibility. And so the idea of meeting them downtown, this was like, I don't know, Thursday or Friday night. They had gone to a show somewhere, and so they were downtown drinking. I had been working till like 10, so it's 10 to 11 in that hour that I roll up, and this is in Seattle, roll up on Capitol Hill, I can't remember the name of the bar at this point, but there was, it was, uh, must have been right on, well, again, I don't remember exactly where in Capitol Hill I was, but there was a row of bars with um, two parking lots across the street and a residential building splitting them between. And so the The two parking lots were basically where people pulled in for the night to park at the bar. But they were small, plus there was a ton of street parking. So the people in the parking lots were generally in the parking lots, not the ones on the street hopping bars going left. So there wasn't a lot of activity pulling in and out of the parking lot, but they were right there in front of the bars, basically. So that setup is to lend a little bit of scenery ...to the inevitable why I call this the worst place I chose to have sex. But, first of all, I have to get through the awkwardness that is showing up um, to the guy and the girl... ...who are actually the man and the woman, and their banter of, um, hmm, desperation meets exasperation... Would probably be one way to put it. Or how about um, 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 trying too hard meets I didn't even notice. Um, or, you know, those situations. And, uh, and it, it, of course, has been accelerating as I've been uh, due to show up. And this is... We have cell phones at this point in life. But we have cell phones. So I've called... That I'm on my way, but I'm not, uh, like, texting. I'm five minutes away. I'm four minutes away. I'm across the street. I'm middle of the street. I'm walking in the door. None of that shit. So when I show up, I haven't spoken to either one of them for, or her for 20, 30 minutes. And uh, and he's, clear, there's, there's they're at the corner of the bar. Well, no, they're at the end of the bar, but it's on a corner and there are three places to sit. There's a place where two people are going to sit pretty tight, and one person's going to sit on the other side. And so clearly, I'm going to sit on the other side. And this guy is like sitting between us and aggressively in protective mode for somebody who he's made enough of an advance to know there's nothing in return of interest whatsoever. And yet, like it goes. Um, that's tough, right? I mean, uh, especially since you had tickets to some play or whatever the hell you're coming back from and, uh, and you're putting yourself through more of this, but that's fine. I'm going to have a shot in a beer and throw some darts or whatever. And <clears throat> so I don't like these scenarios where I have to, um, I have to play the role of somebody else's expectation in the situation. So... I uh, I decide to let that become enough of a of a disappointment that she'll come find me. So wherever I am, playing pool, shooting darts, whatever. Um, at some point, uh, she does come over and brings me another drink and uh, apologizes, yada yada. And I'm like, "What are you apologizing for? That guy's great. I love that guy. You know, et cetera, et cetera." And, Um, she's like, well, I think he's a little bit over, uh, overdone and is going to go sleep it off in the car. Um, but, uh, I thought I would just maybe have you come back over so that, uh, we don't lose the spot or whatever. Right. And I'm like, great, this is perfect. All right. Guy got too drunk. Gotta go sleep it off in the car. And so I get over there and instead of him like paying his check, Nope, there's a round of fucking shots and beer bags. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm not getting wasted with this dude. And uh, and so I look at her, and she's like, oh, and the bartender bought us these. Oh, really? Huh? I don't even know the bartender. I don't believe you. Anyway, um, well, this one turns Mr. Middleman into Mr. Weeby Man. Like, and... and Uh, Just one of those scenes where, you know, you can just, you can feel the depression about to bloom. And then you can just, you hear the sack hit the floor as you're going, this is it. This is when he's going to, oh, there they go. And um, anyway, so for like 15 minutes, he's uh, um, he's angry at the world. And then uh, at some point decides that he's had too much of uh, of trying to navigate whatever choppy waters these are and goes off to the car. falls asleep. I don't see him again the rest of the night. And so it's now midnight or something. It's been an hour or two. And um, I'm uh, very much attracted to this woman. And we, we have been uh, a couple months in the making for an event to sync up. And so uh, this event... Um, ends with another shot or two, and I end up pretty drunk, which uh, I remember I either got there on public transportation or walked, but I lived right in the area, so I could have also driven my car home and gotten there. Whatever it was, I wasn't driving, and uh, neither was she, but he was. It was his car, and so when we were leaving, I was like, I know he's kind of your responsibility, but he's not totally your responsibility. So if you just left him, would not that be cool? Okay. Because uh, I don't want to get a ride home with him. He's too drunk. You know, I'm trying to bamboozle my way into that kind of... um, You shouldn't ride home with him either. And the only other option would be uh, sleeping on my couch next to me. But rather than any of this coming out of my mouth, she... As she goes to the bathroom, comes back, um, says, hey, let's go to the parking lot together. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go to the parking lot together. <gasps> yeah, wait, you mean with that other dude <laughs> Okay, whatever. Like, right? I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. But I'm ready. So off to the parking lot we go. And um, they're parked in the parking lot to the left as you come out of the bars, which is the one that's got like a retaining wall in front of it. And the other one has a fence, like a, uh, 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 whatever, a, um, what are the metal fences? Why can't a chain link fence? This matters because as we get into the parking lot area, well, they have parked all the way at the end. They're literally the last car, the second to last car. So cutting in on the, on the inside We dive in between these two cars and start making out big time, like heavy petting as if our parents just left the house and we'll be back in 20 minutes. And I'm, and and I, I can't imagine how many people have fucked in this parking lot with bars across the street. I mean, this is, this is some busy asphalt and yet because of the time of night, which is like 1231, so it's not last call, but it's, it's not a time people are coming into the parking lot, there's not a whole lot of activity. In fact, only one couple walks past us that could have seen us, or group, I don't know if it was a couple or what anymore, but one one group could have just looked to the left and seen us, but they never looked. And everybody else that's coming in is coming in the other side or walking in a direction that takes them past this car without seeing us. So, after about oh, I'm going to give myself here seven minutes, but let's say it was more like four or five. Um, We're now losing clothing. And I'm all all for this. I'm never one to say no to public sex. Ever. Ever. Although this one I might have thought better of, given what goes down. But, uh, so... uh, (laughs) So, the... Uh, the only things that aren't being worn is she's got no shirt on or top on, and I've got no bottom on. And other than that, um, we're pretty well clothed. But as we're figuring out that maneuver and that composition of clothing, um, the car immediately to my to the one to the right of us. From my perspective, they get into the, someone gets in the fucking car and starts it up. And because they're going to back out the way that we're, we're, we don't have a choice. We, we have to jump up and, or we're going to get hit. I mean, it was just like, and, and we had had the panic moment of the people walking by before that could have just looked at us. So we were a little cavalier when the footsteps came this time. But they came right to the fucking car. And of course, we're just waiting for them to pass the car so we can keep going. Nope. This car. They're getting in this car. So we jump up and realize that we're in full. I mean, what we're doing is trying to let this person know not to hit us and then get the fuck out of there. But because when we jump up, we're in full view of the bar and people are sort of milling out at this point. It's like being seen, what, on a Miami beach or something when you come out from under the pier? I mean, it was just one of those things where it was like, fuck, three people saw us, and then everybody saw us. And it was just like, oh. And homeboy is in his fucking car. And he wakes up when he hears this commotion or whatever. Point is, he sees us over there and fucking takes off and leaves us. (laughs) So, I call that the worst place I decided to have sex, not because I regret it one bit, but all the things I wasn't thinking about that could go wrong. Well, (laughs) if that doesn't describe my basic sex life, well, it does it pretty well, I guess.